like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. Welcome to another edition of BDSM Summer School, the series that we're running right now with BDSM United Podcasts. In the book Slavecraft, the author identifies four principles of consensual slavery that uh, I find useful when discussing rules and training. Those four principles are identity, obedience, transparency, and humility. We already covered a bit about identity, but I'll uh, add this. Uh, add that this is part of a person. Uh, this is the part of a person who's submissive, which makes them crave being under the control of another person and wanting to submit. Even though a dominant cannot know, understand, and experience everything the, exp- the submissive experiences, it's the dominant's duty to provide a safe place for the submissive to grow and learn. I am Primal Piggy. You can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word. You can also find me as an admin of a rather large Facebook page called Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape. You can find that Facebook page at WCDTBDSM. You can also find me on YouTube by searching Primal Piggy or... Uh, at our website, www.bdsmunited.com. If you're listening on your favorite platform, such as Spotify or Apple, iTunes, Google, uh, any of those, iHeartRadio, please leave us a review on your platform so people can know what you like or dislike about our podcast. Every uh, there, you know, no news is uh, bad news. <laughs> Every everything that we can get, as far as word of mouth, is good for us. And we also we want to know anything that you don't like, so we can you know know if it's something we may be able to fix. Uh, so obedience uh, is the uh, it transcends simply performing the assignment or command. Yet, in any protocol, the submissive should not delay beginning any action, but begin immediately after acknowledging and understanding the command. Obedience is also a demeanor. It's a a submissive should appear generally delighted, or neutral at least, in obedience. There should be nothing that draws excessive attention to their attitude. The submissive should not display by tone, body language, or expression their disagreement with, evaluation of, or lack of earnest acceptance of any order. If they have questions about their orders, they should express them immediately, appropriately, and directly. Uh, There is some misunderstanding that submissives are like doormats. Um, If you have questions about orders, uh, you don't just, you know... You don't just automatically always do everything. You express them immediately. You express them appropriately, and you expect express them directly with your dominant. 
but you do so in a way that shows respect and um and you do so in a way that doesn't draw express ex- excessive attention to your attitude uh transparency is the concept that in order to serve the submissive must hide nothing from the dominant in a limited power exchange, it's understandable that the submissive might not give total access of themselves to a dominant. Um, the actual focus on transparency is emotional transparency and transparency of the moment. The submissive must be prepared at all times to provide a clear, transparent window into the workings of their mind and emotions at that given point. Uh, humility is being open and teachable. The submissive is eager and ready to be shown things and experience things that they've not seen or done or experienced before. And they have gratitude for what they're shown or given. Humility is not the opposite of pride. The opposite of pride is a lack of self-respect. And that's not a good quality for a submissive to have. A submissive may be proud of themselves. They may be proud of their performance, of their duties, or of how their dominant values them. Humility, therefore, is a balance to pride. So those are the four uh, from the book Slavecraft. I highly recommend that book. There's not a lot of books that we highly recommend, but the ones we do uh, are, are generally very good, and it is a good uh, book not just for slaves but for any submissive to help um, – Cultivate their submissive mindset or their submissive headspace, as they like to say. So identity, obedience, transparency, and humility. When talking about rules and training, uh, it's important to also first talk about character and values. Uh, I often like to say that before you were a human doing, you were a human being, which means that Even in the most extreme cases of BDSM slavery, where people are stripped of most of their human properties and they become the own property of a dominant, a person is still involved in that relationship dynamic. It takes a person of exceptional strength of character to give up their humanity on that level. Well, while being own property isn't the goal of every dynamic, it still takes good character to be a good submissive. So a submissive's character often needs development and modification as much as their behavior. So rules and training don't just have to do with behavior. They also have to do with character development and modification of character, and they deal with character and values. So... Uh, Let's look at rules and how they differ from protocols. Um, Remember, protocols are repeatable actions. Rules uh, are typically based on either values or safety, while protocols are typically action-based and therefore often involve behavior. Rules may often involve boundaries and limits. Relationship-level vetting and negotiations are often the times when rules, boundaries, and limits are discussed and set. This is often a a place that is skipped or rushed through within BDSM. And so let me repeat it one more time. 
relationship level vetting and negotiations, not all the ones that happened before a scene, but the ones that happened before a relationship, the vetting and the negotiations that happen prior or while the relationship itself is forming, those are the times when you discuss rules, boundaries, and limits. And that's the time when you, when you uh, come to an agreement, come to a contract of what those rules, boundaries, and limits will be. They're often addressed and put into practice through training and during the early stages of a new relationship. Depending on the type of power exchange relationship and the different persons involved in the relationship, rules, boundaries, and limits will look vastly different. So giving examples of them is difficult, but let's give a working definition of those three words. So a rule. A rule within the context of BDSM is an established principle, a standard, or a, a type of guidance which is settled by authority. In other words, rules are things that are settled and they seldom change. They're influenced by beliefs and by best practices. And by best practices, we mean that they're, uh, and beliefs, were that they are, um, their rules are given by the dominant according to their philosophy. Boundary. A boundary within BDSM is a line that one is unwilling to cross, meaning it's something one is not willing to do to another. A boundary is a personal restraint put on, uh, put on by oneself. Uh, a limit within BDSM is a line others shouldn't cross, meaning it's something one is not willing to have done to them. A limit is a restraint put on others by oneself. And so that's the difference. A boundary is something that, um, that I won't do to you, and a limit is something I don't want you to do to me. <laughs> uh, and a rule is, uh, is a set principle, a set standard, a consistent guidance that's settled by the authority in the relationship. Dis discipline certainly involves a lot, and it's easy to see why it deserves the emphasis and belongs in the acronym uh, of the D in BDSM. Uh, in a future podcast, we'll look at correction and punishment, and we'll touch more on training at that point, but let's take a few a few. Uh, moments to give an introduction about how discipline also involves training. Um, as with anything, over, the, over time, consistency can become the greatest challenge. Deciding on the values and behaviors from the very beginning in the form of a contract, collar, or other agreement is important to, to keeping the long-term focus where it should be. But it's usually never enough by itself. A, a well-structured an implemented period of training will go a long way towards instilling those needed values and behaviors in both the dominant and the submissive. Because consistency is a challenge for both the dominant and the submissive, um, never start something you can't follow through on. Therefore, when choosing what you'll implement, consider first what your end goal is. Um, 
see what the goal you're trying to reach is and then make the steps in order to reach that goal. Consider every situation your submissive will find themselves in and then choose the best protocols and rules to fit the, the dynamic. Uh, BDSM is instinctively initiatory because its foundations are built on military principles. There's a certain amount of initiation similar to basic military training where civilians learn to become and transform into soldiers. No one walks in the door, dominance included, with magic knowledge of all things pertaining to that specific relationship. Training doesn't have to be a formal training program. One commonly practiced method for teaching others that's used in the military is called see it, do it, teach it. Let me repeat that one more time. See it, do it, teach it. The final phase of teach it not only tests their knowledge, but more deeply ingrains the subject matter they now know well enough to teach others. So uh, as a dominant, if I was doing this type of training, I would, uh, I would show my submissive what to do. I would uh, have them do it, and then I would have them teach it back to me according to their understanding of what they were instructed to do. What becomes the difficult part in trying to practice BDSM uh, on a regular basis is the follow-through. That consistency is key, meaning living your life by exact rules, rituals, and behaviors day in and day out. With all the numerous obstacles life throws at you can be very challenging for both the dominant and the submissive in the, in the power exchange relationship. It, it's for this reason that anyone trying to create a BDSM lifestyle should try to mentally anticipate the obstacles to success and build their specific dynamic rules, rituals, and protocols around those obstacles. So see what your goal is, see what the obstacles that are that may come up, and then build your training, build your rules, build your, your, your rituals, and build your protocols around overcoming those obstacles and reaching that goal. Uh, don't just create uh, arbitrary rules and protocols uh, that's why we don't just pick some out of a book and just start doing them. Uh, sometimes new people will do that, and uh, people and submissives will go, why am I even doing this? I don't even know why. And then when they inquire to their dominant or to other submissives, why are they doing this? No one knows why they're doing it because n there's no goals. There's no obstacles uh, to reaching those goals. There's nothing, uh, you know, they're not specific to anything. So uh, if, you, if, you're, if your relationship doesn't have any goals and there are no obstacles, then you're probably not going to need very many rules, rituals, or protocols. And your relationship probably won't experience much growth. Uh, as I wrap up this podcast, Dr. Robert Rubel puts training in these simple terms. The submissive's overriding requirements are to obey my instructions to anticipate and solve my problems, and to serve with grace and elegance. 
I am Primal Piggy. You can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy or on Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape at WCDT BDSM. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. And again, leave us a review on your favorite platform. Thank you for listening. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of whips, chains, and duct tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.